Um, yeah, welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. Welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. Please bear with us if this episode sounds weird <laughs> yeah. or if you hear a lot of background noise because this is the very first time in almost a year that Ashley and I have had to do this via video conferencing. And I know a lot of podcasts do it, but, right. because, we, but because we don't, um, we're not experts in like making sure it sounds good. So we have our mics plugged into our computers and yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this is good because we want to keep bringing you guys content. We're like so close to the end of EK. I know. I, d- I was like, I don't want to skip another week because I don't either. It's, it just felt, yeah, because we're so close. I'm like, we're yeah. so close. We have to do it. We have to keep going. Yes. Who cares if there's a pandemic? I know. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we're who caresing uh, carefully. At we're home. Just, like, yes. We're who caresing at home in yes, our own homes. <laughs> Speaking of, okay, it's only been a week since we last recorded. And I know. a week ago, Ashley was up at my house because that was still okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just insane to me. I, someone somewhere, well, a bunch of people have been saying it, but someone said, my goodness, what a year this week has been. Amen. I feel that so hard. Oh man. I can't believe it's a week ago. You were just up here doing laundry. We were recording our episode and I feel like so much has happened since then. I know. Crazy. Um, it is crazy. It's also crazy to me that people are still going to beaches and bike riding in groups. I'm seeing these pictures on social media of these people out in groups still. And I'm like, that doesn't count as social no. distancing. No. If you're with your immediate family and you're out in the park or whatever, sure. Great. Absolutely. But even parks are closing and people are whining about it. And it's yeah. like, yeah. Anyway. Listen, you guys just stay home. Yeah. Just stay home. Find a bunch of podcasts to listen to. Maybe yeah. we'll link. Maybe we'll link a bunch of our favorite podcasts in the episode notes, so that if you need stuff to keep you busy, we can you find can. you stuff to do. Yes, we'll link some true crime. We'll link Rod's podcast. We'll link yeah, we'll find you. I started listening to stuff you should know. That one's pretty good. Oh, it's pretty interesting. Um, I just started. I didn't get very far. Um. But this podcast will kill you is starting to cover oh. um, COVID and all that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. My husband started one called Down the Hill. I guess it's a true crime. Oh. I know. Isn't that funny that it's called yeah. Down the Hill? Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's, I guess it's a true crime podcast. And he's like, you should listen to it. Oh. And he's like, can I tell you about it? And I'm like, no, you can't. No, you may Because he'll, he'll end up telling me everything. And I, I want to hear it for myself. Yes. Yes. I'm not, I'm not into that. Goodness. Um, yeah. So what about any non COVID topics or news? I feel like that's all we've been ingesting this week and it's all I've really been talking about too, even on my social media, but mostly just because I feel like there are still way too many people (laughs) who aren't listening and yeah. I don't know if the things I'm tweeting or sharing on my Facebook are helping at all, but I know it's the least I can do. I am starting. I just ordered a bunch of fabric. This is still kind of COVID, but I just ordered a bunch of fabric because I'm going to start sewing masks. Is mm. why not? I'm stuck at home and yeah. we're in very real danger of our medical workers, not just having to um, ration them, but completely running out. 
Yeah. So, and something's better than nothing. Right. Um, so the filtration isn't quite as good, but it's better than zero. Yeah. It's true. It will be if we run out. So. Yeah. I know. I wish my sewing machine weren't broken. It's totally busted. Oh. But I guess I could do it by hand. Oh my gosh. That would take so long. It would take so long. <laughs> it would take a really long time. Um, even with a really simple pattern, I feel like yeah, a lot. I mean, you could make one for yourself, but yeah, when you absolutely have to go out. Right. But anyways, um, yeah. let me think non COVID something fun, something, something well, fun we could just happy. do podcast stuff. I mean, yeah. we have, I'm sure we have plenty of answers for the question of the week, right? Um, well, I can't really read them. Oh, I can. Mine, yes. Sorry. So you're going to, you're going to have to do everything. I didn't take screenshots or anything cause I knew I wouldn't be able to read off of them this week. Oh, so okay. That's all going to be on you. Oh uh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Cause you guys, I'm waiting on, I'm waiting on my new, that's is kind of non COVID. Um, I bought myself a Chromebook last mm-hmm. week. I, or, I ordered one because Ashley and I knew we'd probably have to start video conferencing soon. And yeah. the only computer I have is a desktop and it's older. So it doesn't have, um, a webcam or mm-hmm. audio of its own, which is fine because I have a microphone, but video conferencing is weird if I'm the only one who can see Ashley and she can't see me. So I'm using my phone yeah. for her to see me, but I, we're recording through my computer. So I can't use my phone like I normally do, um, to look at answers for question of the week or screenshots or anything. So yeah, that's all gonna, that's all gonna be on Ashley this week. All right. I'm feeling the pressure. Uh, yeah. So last week, our question was favorite moments of insanity, right? Yep. That's right. Okay. From the whole series. Cause we're getting to the end. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to do more all encompassing, um, stuff as far yeah. as the questions of the week. Um, so, oh, and somebody, uh, a real quick correction because oh. last week we were talking about, we couldn't think of who Salim was. Where is oh, it? Oh, Salim. Uh-huh. Salim. And Munchkin and Mom commented, thank you, Munchkin and Mom, and said, just listening to your podcast, Salim, or whatever his name was, is the con artist friend that Mirabon knew. Who oh. conned people for money. Remember that guy? Yes. He, he had like the Spanish accent or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was conning people for money and ruined the fake director uh, with the agency. So yes. In a later episode. Yes. 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 So the, he, one that Jay, the one that JJ like shakes. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, and I'm, I can't believe, but we both forgot who he was, but yeah, not that he was an important character by any means. Yeah. So. And likely we haven't watched that episode with subs yet. So I think you're right. And mm-hmm. I don't think I had watched 46 with subs either. I, this one, I can't remember. Cause I remember really loving it. So I may have found the time to rewatch it, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I, yeah. Yeah. So back to the question of the week. Um, Sorry. Yes. Go. No, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> so we have a couple from, uh, ZZ meal and she said, I loved when she and JJ were at John's doorstep and they both fight over who was going to ring the doorbell because neither one wanted to. <laughs> She said, I believe uh, Sanem wanted to go and see if Duran or Polen was at the house. I can't remember which girl. And then um, I thought she – and then she said, I also loved when she climbed out of her bedroom window to avoid John and he caught her. 
He mm. was so impressed that she made it down without getting hurt. That's a that, good one. That is a good one. That might be my favorite just because of John's reaction to her. Yes. He's so <laughs> impressed. And she's so like deer caught in the headlights. And it's it's one of the first moments when he's really seeing how crazy she is. Mm-hmm. And he's all for it. He's yeah. not upset at her at all. Yeah. <laughs> so oh that's gosh. a good one. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kalina said, I love Sanem. <laughs> she said, there are so many great in Sanemity moments. So I'm going to do as Annika did and give my top three. So she said, number one. This is a really good one, too. She said the whole punching bag slash boxing match with John scene. That fall she takes when the punching bag swings back at her gets me every time. <laughs> she said number two, episode 30 at the seminar. The crazy hair flipping, housekeeping, housekeeping. Yes. <laughs> and the yoga, gold. And then number three, she said cooking class. She gets so unhinged. I love it. And off topic, I also love how she and John simultaneously point their knives at the chef at the same time, twice during that scene. That's a good observation. Mm-hmm. Their uh, comedic timing and their chemistry was so rich in those few short seconds. So those are good ones. Uh, let's see. Sylvia said that she loves her crazy mimics. Oh, uh-huh. Uh Annika said, she said, if we're talking about just Sanem, then -hmm. she said, it's when she throws water at Polen, disturbs Jada's photo shoot, and deletes all her pictures. Yes. And when she rocks up to John's house in episode 17 to see if Duren was there, had me dying with the whole lost telephone thing. Definitely. Um, Sandira said, so many to choose from. Her up a tree, pondering on her life and John and Osman uh, coaxing her down oh gosh that that one is so <laughs> it's yeah that's the war episode yes <laughs> that is I feel like that just encompasses classic classic song oh totally totally um and then yeah. Liel said I think it's impossible to pick up one favorite moment so I'll just bring up the elevator when she's trying to climb her way through the elevator shaft the photo session with the cardboard image of John. Yes. <laughs> and the time when she talks to her inner voice thinking it was the chickens. <laughs> oh, oh, those are so good. Okay. Do you know if we had any um, in our messages? Um, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I just wanted to double check. Yeah. Um. All right. I've been, so, I haven't been great about checking those every day, though. So if you guys did send one, I promise we'll, we will have read it at some point. We read yeah. all of our messages. Um, but, yeah, we just don't get a chance to get to them every day. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I, There's so, I have some Twitter ones, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go. Yeah. Um, real quick. So Moran um, mm-hmm. said her favorite is in uh, – oh, what? I always forget the numbers, but I'll show you the the GIF. Oh, the, yes, yes. When that's she's episode, in the blue dress. I'm pretty sure that's episode 22. Okay. Mm-hmm. When Sanem is in the blue dress and she gets stuck in the window. 
Mm-hmm. And then John comes around and she says, this will always be my favorite insanity. The crazy, funny situation, her dangling legs, her grunting when the table falls, her yes. Kim Se-yok-war. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John's uh, and then her being so ticklish and his giggles, but most of all for what it leads to. Yes. And yes, because that, the only reason I remember that's 22 is because 23 is so epic because that's when we finally get to see them be uh-huh. together and um, all of that. So yes. yes, that's a good one. Uh-huh. Marissa uh, said, I can't pick a fave, but she was hilarious here. And it's the scene when um, her, when Sanem and Mirabon are mm-hmm. getting drunk at the farm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And she's just being so ridiculous. Yes. (laughs) And then Rainy Day said, basically every moment where she talks to herself in front of John, it kills me every time because he just can't get enough of her craziness and so can I. It's true. So that's that's that. So what were you going to say yours? Um, Well, I was – actually, I didn't really think enough about it. They actually come up with a – with a, like, final answer. I don't – I mean – I don't know. I really love all of the stuff in episode three mm. having to do with what's her name? The model Arzu. Arzu Tosh. Yes. Because I mean, that, even just that's when, a they're, good one. when they're at the hotel and she's being crazy with his dry cleaning and um, telling them to take forever so he can't have a meeting with her when she keeps bringing oh. water. Yeah. Sorry, guys. You're probably going to hear dogs barking because my dog's in the room with me. Ashley's is in the room with her. And we don't have anywhere to hide them because normally they're happy just sitting with us, but um, we're not in the I'll, same room. So. I'll try to be quick to mute my microphone if that happens. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Sorry if you guys hear Zuzu and Jack in the background. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, episode three. Because then even later at the photo shoot itself, everything that happens when she trips her when and she's like what john bay you should ask your gardener there's rocks here like <laughs> it's just so good it's so good so i would say all this insanity moments from episode three are probably at the top of my list yeah those are those are really good ones <laughs> what about yours are, are there any that weren't mentioned that hit the top of your list um, it's probably, I don't know. I honestly think it's probably the window one because mm-hmm. she's just doing her best to get away from yep. him and he is so impressed. His reaction is amazing. Um, I also, from this episode, I mm-hmm. was dying There's so her being ones. tough like tough Sanem. Yes. Oh my gosh. When she, like, <laughs> make, when she like makes those mouth noises and like. Yeah. <laughs> she like, like thumbs her nose, like, huh? like sniffs and looks at Jamal. <laughs> and John is trying really hard not to just laugh at her. I know. And part of me is like, is that Yaman? Just trying not to right. laugh at Demet and her ridiculousness because. Oh, it's so good. It's really oh, good. Yeah. There, there's, there is an abundance of great mm-hmm. in moments with her. Agreed. Well. Agreed. Um, so, all right, you guys. Well, 
I I know we've already been on here for a while. I know. (laughs) I did not look up the hashtag. So sorry. I usually leave space for that. So when I'm done watching, I go back and scroll through all that and I just forgot. So I will put the hashtag in the episode notes. Um, I don't normally do that, but I forgot. And the summary I didn't write down either, but I can summarize this episode for you. I mean, basically it's John and Sun M trying to get to the bottom of the whole cream drama with Jamal, like, because she's going to, she's now being sued because of the guy that Yeet um, recruited to say, oh, your cream gave me a rash. So they're trying to get to the bottom of why this guy's saying that, um, what's the root of it all. So that's honestly, essentially the whole episode. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then everything comes to a head at the very end. So yes. um, yeah. So before we dive into the opening scene, should we talk about all the Liam and Nihat stuff? Because yeah, that was- there was a lot of it. And uh-huh. I just want to get it out of the way because none of it's interesting. And there's yeah. only a few times that it actually intersects with things that are happening with John M. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it, I feel like a good half of the episode yes. was dedicated to Nihat being chunky. A petulant child. <laughs> and lame. It, yeah. There was a there was a huge chunk of the episode dedicated to that. So, um, yep. yeah. Do you want to go? You you should start with that. Okay. So basically, with Nihat, Mevkube is away because her dad is sick or ill or did something and he needs help. So she's gone, and Nihat basically turns into a six year old child who has free reign of the pantry. Yeah. And is eating every terrible thing in sight. And he winds up having to go to the hospital. He's got diabetes and has to change his eating. And Layla and Emre are trying to help with that and encourage it. But Mm -hmm. he's basically being a whiny child about it and doesn't want to. So they wind up recruiting um, Baba Yaman. Baba Yaman? (laughs) 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 Not Baba Yaman. Baba Aziz. Baba Baba Aziz, yes. And Mirabon. And saying like, hey, can you invite him over for dinner? Uh, partly because Layla and Emery want some alone time because they can't get that in the Mahale apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so part of it's for their own benefit. But then also, can you make him make sure he's eating healthy and, you know, he can enjoy the fresh air that's out at the farm. The doctor said he needs that. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. So that's essentially, <sighs> that's essentially everything with Nihat. So, um. Yeah. And the only thing that comes to a head with that is that he just whines the whole time and nothing really comes of it. However, um, Layla and Emre, while trying to help with the whole knee hot thing, they're also diving more into their whole music career that they've decided to start all of a sudden. Yeah. And, and they finally tell everybody as well. Right. They quit their jobs. Right. So they tell everyone they quit their jobs. They're starting their music stuff. And then they um, actually are going to go do some studio work where Layla runs into an old schoolmate who used to tutor her, um, in music. And so he invites them to like this night out at this club that he like knows the owner or something basically. So that comes into play later because they wind up inviting John and Son M to go with them. So that's the only reason that's even remotely important. Right. Um, but other well- than that, and it seems like with the whole thing, because his name is his name is Ferret Aslan. Yes, which is a <laughs> nod to John's character in Golden A. Yeah. So the 
they seem to be setting up some kind of a jealousy trope with lame and this guy right or like a potential jealousy trope mm-hmm. i don't know nobody cares nobody cares um, but yeah he's basically there to help them with the whole music career situation um and that's kind of it i mean yeah. they get like a spot Nihat helps them rent a spot in the mahale to conduct their business right and that's really it yeah so, so but that winds up taking up big chunks of the episode so yeah i just didn't really want to have yeah this way we can just go through all the main parts of the episode now no that's a good idea so now we've got that out of the way yeah let's talk about that opening scene oh my gosh we get to relive oh it <laughs> oh my gosh oof you guys we don't need COVID-19 to have a fever over here, guys, because no, let not. me tell you, <laughs> these two, oh my gosh, I was so frustrated after watching this scene. I was like, I have never felt so unfulfilled by a television show. I know. <laughs> it was awful. I mean, it's so good. It's such a... Oh my gosh, this mm-hmm. moment, you guys. Woo! Yeah. But but it's terrible because they don't even stinking kiss. They no, don't they kiss. Don't. They are a like, breath away from each other. They're the tiniest millimeter away from each other. It is the biggest buildup oh. with the worst letdown. Oh my gosh. Because of course, right as they're about to kiss, John's like, this isn't very business partner like of us. Oh my gosh. So or talk strikes again. I almost threw my notebook at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was so and and I knew that they didn't kiss, but I was right. still so mad. I was mm-hmm. like, oh kiss, you do you gotta kiss. I oh I wanted to throw my notebook. I know. <gasps> So they don't kiss. They kind of come no. back to themselves. The bubble is burst. And, you know, there's some cute, sweet, little, somewhat flirtatious but also, like, let's be reasonable about this yeah. discussion. Yeah. And We're there comes partners. To a- We're neighbors. Right. But John does reassure her, like, I promised I would never break your heart again, mm-hmm. um, which is very sweet. And they basically bid each other good night. John's kind of confused, but. Sanem is like all smiles as she's walking away. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, this has been a good thing. Yes. Um, and then in a new scene, the dream music is playing. Yes. And Sanem's writing. We don't know what she's writing, but she's writing again, and that's all that's important. Mm-hmm. And then as she's writing, John walks in. And he like gets up her. right behind her and he is sniffing her hair, giving her his intense eyes. He's like doing these quick little kisses on her shoulder. And he's all up in her grill. Yeah. Oh. And, and he's basically like, you know, or talk can be defined in very different ways. Like, <laughs> we could be partners who live in the same house. We could be partners who have uh, a share a common life. Yes, like all this stuff, basically talking about life partners. And we're all like, yes, finally, here we go, because Sanem yeah. is into it. Oh, yeah. 
But then our dream bubble is popped because it's uh-huh. just a dream. Yep. And it's Denise. Denise has a little feather that she's putting on Sanem's cheek. And Sanem wakes up and snaps out of it and realizes right. it's not real. No. And everybody was Gross. disappointed again. <laughs> There's a lot of disappointment in the first not even 10 minutes of this show. Oh, it was. So. And then to make matters worse. Mm-hmm. The next scene is just a meeting of evil villains. Yeah. Because it's um, the rash dude, whose mm-hmm. name I can't remember at the moment, begins with an A. Uh, I forgot, too. Yeah, he doesn't matter, though. Arda? Is it Arda? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So he is blaming – they're basically agreeing that he's going to blame his rash on Sun M's cream. Yeah. So They're going to pay Ye- him. Right. So that Yeet and Jamal can get their way. Yeet can ruin – everything Sanem's working for because he somehow thinks that that's going to make her focus on him. And Jamal just wants to make a profit off of those creams. So Yeah. And we, we find out that Jamal has officially sent the cream to like a lab and they've gotten the, uh, the breakdown recipe. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. The breakdown of ingredients for it. And he's getting it mass produced basically. Correct. Correct. So that he can sell it himself. And yes. somehow Yeet is so, – like, he thinks he's helping her. It's mm-hmm. really weird because he's like, Sanem means the more to me than anything. This is for her. Um, and I'm but like, you're delusional, bro. He's just being completely selfish. He's totally selfish. It's all about him. But yep. he's – he, you know what Yeet is? He's the good guy. Mm-hmm. Quote, good guy. Yeah. Who is all about – supposedly all about – the girl and he Mm. supposedly wants her to succeed but in reality it's all about him getting what he wants and her having the reality that he wants to have her and the second that that doesn't pan out he isn't such a nice guy anymore amen so yeah it's and it's funny because even jamal is like listen I get why the rash dude is doing this because we're paying him. Right. I get why I'm doing it because I want to make money off of this. Yeah. Like, but what do you get out of this? Mm-hmm. Even Jamal is kind of like leery of what um, his intentions are and what yeah. his ulterior motive really is. Yep. So anyhow, um, but then we get to a happier moment. Yeah. We go over to John reading mm-hmm. the next portion of the book, which is the Valley of Consciousness. Yes. Okay. Consciousness. I yes. know. I had to. I had to do some digging it's to like, figure out because the Turk flick um, um, translation. Actually, the Turk flick one was the right one. Yeah, it said Valley of Consciousness. On yeah. Okay. Oh wait, what episode is this from? These- this is from forty-six. No, I know. I'm sorry. I'm talking about my. Oh, because Ashley's got screenshots. Ashley's trying to pull up the screenshots, you guys, so we can read you the portion he wrote. Okay, I found it. Okay. So, the Valley of of Consciousness is the most mysterious valley among them. No one can stay in this valley. Those who are defeated by their consciousness or those who – see, these these are not great (laughs) – Those who are defeated by their consciousness or those who do not pass here, isn't this the fight every person has with their consciousness? I chose to be defeated by my consciousness. I left myself 
to the memories, the desires, the wills, the touches, and the sense. They say that consciousness is the enemy of the soul. They say that it takes over the soul. Let's let our consciousness take over us. Let's let the bodies talk once. Mm. Let's silence our reason. Let's let the whole world be silent while we touch each other. Well, well, Sanem. Dang. <laughs> let our bodies be all over each other like a tree carrying water from its roots to its branches. Guys. Whoa. <laughs> What when could reason ever make a heart listen to it? Would, what reason could slow down a fast beating heart? Your heart wants it like crazy. Your body is craving that person. Tell me, who else could stop me besides me? And I was like, wow, 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 wow. Mm-hmm. I know. I was like, so. I think it's basically the. The subs weren't great for that. Yeah. Um, I think because the writing is so picturesque, mm-hmm. that that can be kind of hard to translate. Yeah. But from what I got about it, it was kind of like, we'll let go of the memories. I, like, I want to let go of the memories. I want to let go of the past mm-hmm. and just kind of be with this present. person and mm-hmm. be present. Uh-huh. And let um, not necessarily the mind rule mm-hmm. everything, but right. letting – just our desires and instincts take over. So it was a little more literal sounding the way right. that it was put in the translations, but that was kind of what I got from it. Yeah, I agree. So, so basically you also, that gives us the basis for this episode. Mm-hmm. Clearly that's the theme we'll be exploring between the two of them. Mm-hmm. So the tone and fo- the tone is set, the foundation's laid. And then we have a, kind of quick three stooges moment with JJ Muzo and Denise. Yeah. It basically winds up being a moment of confusion and misunderstanding between Denise and Muzo like Mm -hmm. usual. Yeah. And JJ basically scolds him. Like clearly you're an idiot because you were talking about some other pretty girl that wasn't her. And you know, so JJ basically reigns supreme in that moment and Muzo's dumb, which you know, we knew that already. Yes, exactly. Nothing super important in that scene. No. Um, but the next, Sun M's in her little, I don't know what to call that. I almost called it a crematorium. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> her literal cream, not yes. <laughs> but not burning bodies. <laughs> Yes. Uh, it's her her cream workshop. Station. Yeah, like let's call it her workshop, Kristen. Okay. Let's not call it a crematorium. Her perfume making workshop. <laughs> her little outdoor lab. Oh my um, gosh. So she's mixing her, you know, scents and florals mm. and all that good stuff. Um and but nothing really happens, right? Then we kind of pan over to she it's more establishing that Mev Kabe is gone and taking oh, care of that's her dad. Right. That's, that's right, all it is. She's, she's talking on the to her phone. Mom. Yeah, she's on the phone with Mev okay. Kabe. And okay. it's like I don't know, a minute at the most. It's mm-hmm. a really fast scene and it's yes. pointless. So 
stuff. But basically right after that, John and Son M are both walking to a meeting. Uh-huh. It's for Victoria. Mm-hmm. And can I say, they both look so good in these outfits. I 100% agree. I was I, like, these two people are too hot and it's it, not fair to the rest of the world. <laughs> unfair. I don't know what it was about those gray jeans he's wearing. I know. They I know. worked very well. Is that is um, this the is it am I thinking correctly that this is the black shirt outfit? Yes. yes. Yeah. The black shirt with like the weird with, like the weird holster top. thing. Yeah, but um, he's wearing those like tight but not super tight gray jeans that yeah. like mold over all the right places. And she just looks so well, first of all, she always looks good when she has red on and she's got a mm-hmm. red skirt. Mm-hmm. And her little crop top black, like cami. They just both look I know. really good. I know. They're too um, beautiful. Too beautiful. So Duran basically tells them, hey, I've got a new client. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it's an old client of Fikri Harika's. Yes. And she wasn't even trying to snag them. She just was congratulating them on something, some yeah. accomplishment or something new. And they yeah. were basically like, oh, you guys are back in business. Like, we want you. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting because they have another client, which means more income. Yeah. Um, do you have some insight as to what exactly the um, campaign was supposed to be? I was a little confused yeah. on why it led to these surveys. I was a little confused too. From what I got, it's a rotary club okay. um, that they're going to – who's going to be the client. And um, it's Sailor Week. <laughs> okay. So um, – the whole campaign is based around that. Uh-huh. And they have this whole idea about a sailor and a mermaid. Okay. And so they're like, okay, we want it to be something with a sailor and a mermaid. And, but they randomly have this survey that the Rotary Club has already been running about okay. what people look for in the opposite sex. So, okay. or in like the ideal mate, you know, their ideal right. person. So, that's it, it's just seems like a kind of roundabout excuse to have these surveys to me mm-hmm. um because that's like the whole setup for the rest of the episode right but they have that whole conversation about the mermaid and the sailor mm-hmm. and john has his little sketch and they're talking about a couple and mm-hmm. son john and son M at this point are both kind of um how, what am i trying to say they're kind of slipping in the way that they're talking to each other. Yes. Do you have that part? Um, yeah. So basically once they've established their surveys, they want them to fill out. Um, they, there's partner and relationship talk. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she, John calls on M neighbor, son M. She's like, okay, neighbor, John, um, they're filling out their list of desirable traits. And mm-hmm. I called it, I called this ingenuity ensuing because they're both, you know, like trying yeah. to see what the other one's going to fill out on their survey. Um, and yeah, so basically they fill their stuff out. While that happens though, Balut comes bearing bad news mm-hmm. and basically letting them know we're being sued. This guy's saying allergic to your creams. Mm-hmm. Everyone's freaking out because they're like, that's impossible. It's hypoallergenic, yada, yada. Yeah. But John's like, don't worry. I'm going to check it out. Um, he goes to get keys from JJ, who's now printing out these anonymous surveys. Yes. 
And John sees them and is like, oh, those are our surveys. And JJ lists the order that he's pretty sure they're they're laid out in. Uh-huh. So John grabs the one that is basically supposed to be Sun M's. Uh-huh. Sneaks it away and is like, all right, well, we'll see about this. Mm-hmm. And then before he leaves, it's sweet because he asks, asks Baloo, like, please keep an eye on Sun M. I know she's stressed about this, but I'm yeah. going to go try and figure this out. And it's very sweet because they're both just protective of her in very yeah. different ways. And I love it. So then John takes Mirabon to investigate because she, she knows, knows him. Yes. She knows Arda. Very good. You had his name correct. Is it Arda or Ardu? It's Arda. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically they go to sit down and talk with him because Mirabon's like, listen, he's a reasonable guy. I've known him a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this isn't going to be a problem. But he is a brick wall. He's like, nope, I'm not talking to you. You can talk to my lawyer. Yeah. He's very curt with them. And Mirabon's like, what in the world? Like, yeah. Even she's surprised. So they both are like, this is fishy. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, JJ and Sun M now are together. Um, and he's like, he's like, yeah, on my survey, when they asked what my ideal woman was, I just wrote I haunt and I just love that so much. I know. That was really sweet. I love that they keep reminding us of her. Mm-hmm. There was a really sweet moment before uh, the cafe scene too when they go to see the Arda guy and Sun M and Duran are both upset because it's like ruining the plans for the cream company. Yes, you're right. And – they're like, what will we do? They're both upset for different reasons, but they're right. both upset. And JJ's like, we have to get rid of the negative energy. You guys should hug. <laughs> and Duran and Sunem just look at each other and they give each other a hug and they're like, that didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, J- but JJ's like, well, I thought it was very nice, <laughs> even if you didn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> it was Our just really cute. It was a sweet moment. Our JJ. Yeah. Um, so now basically since Sanem and JJ are together, you know, talking about these surveys, she starts being sneaky and is like, oh, did you print all the surveys? And he's like, yeah, they're in this particular order. Uh-huh. So then of course, sneaky Sanem steals, quote, John's survey. Yep. And, um, then kind of meets with everyone else about the lists, everyone mm-hmm. else who's at the farm at the moment. Mm-hmm. and talking about them and asking about their criteria and all this kind of stuff. They're just, she's just trying to make conversation about it. Yeah. They called Denise over because apparently Denise has 127 things that she <laughs> requires of her future <laughs> person. And, <Yep. laughs> oh man. And, uh, then they're talking about, somebody asked about where John is. Yes. And Sanem and- starts to act crazy. She's like, who cares? She's like, we, John can be wherever he wants. I don't need to know where he is. He doesn't need to tell me where he's going. It's none of my business. Yep. None of my business. I couldn't care less about where he is. And she's just going on and on and on, which is a callback to the very first episode. Yeah. And she's talking crap about this guy who she at that point had never met, which is like, I keep hearing about this mysterious guy, but clearly he doesn't care about anything or this isn't important to him or he'd be here. And she's going on and on, and he, at very early on, winds up walking behind her as she's saying all of this. And once she sees everyone's eyes, she's like, he's right behind me, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm-hmm. hey, partner. And he 
it's funny, but basically he's like, listen, we need an office. We need a graphic designer. We need to like actually get this company going again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was kind of the whole point of that was just to establish that they need to maybe find an office space again, now that they're building up clientele and things are going to be more crazy and busy. Yeah. Um, and we find out that Balut is going to look for his lawyer, the, the Ardu, yes. Ardu guy's lawyer, because yes. they're like, he's a village guy. Like, why mm-hmm. would he have a lawyer? Yeah. And so Balut is on the job. Yes, he is. So me, so he's taking care of that. Then we get a little peek of Huma and Yeet. Yeah. And I mean, my, how the tables have turned because mm-hmm. she's the logical one here trying to talk sense into him. Like, listen, I think you have gone far enough. This is enough. Mm-hmm. I think you basically need to cut your losses. And I put, but this dude has so far crossed the line that the line is a dot to him. Like, yeah, it, well, he, he admits that he can't stop. Yep. He's and that he has nuts. nothing and he has nothing else to lose. Yeah. And listen, guys, when someone feels like when even a sane and logical person feels like they have nothing left to lose, mm-hmm. they will make some very rash and very unexpected decisions. Mm-hmm. So when someone who clearly isn't a logical person or sane says they have nothing left to lose, I'm yeah. a, I'm very scared about what that means. <laughs> I'm very scared about what that means because, I mean, there is no telling what the heck this dude has up his sleeve because exactly. he, he is just tunnel vision for Son M and whatever it takes to get her. So anyway, so that's where we leave off with them. Huma's concerned and she kind of skitters off when he leaves. And Huma actually says, maybe we made a mistake. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. To that and she's talking about with John and Son M and how right. much they care about each other, et cetera. Right. And I was like, well, too little, too late, Huma. That's how yeah. I felt about that, honestly. Oh, totally. Because if she really felt like she made a mistake, she would go to John, admit everything that they yeah. did, and risk meaning, risk the meaning that that could um, possibly hold the consequence of he never talks to her again. Yep. So, anyways. So then um, we pan back over to the farm. Everyone has kind of dissipated and gone off to do their own thing or Mm -hmm. whatever portion of the job they're responsible for. So basically it leaves John and Sonam alone. Mm -hmm. And um, it's sweet because he can just see that her mind is elsewhere and he's telling her like, don't stress. I'm going to handle everything. I'm going to take care of it. Please don't worry about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Then he shows her his drawing for the campaign, which mm-hmm. is a sailor and a mermaid. And we have a bit of a part of your world moment because, you know, <laughs> it's, it's basically a, another one of these situations where we've got double meaning because she's like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's a good drawing. But I think you need to put the sailor closer to the mermaid because she basically came out of the only world she knows and she's now in his world. And, you know, she basically, you need to meet her in the middle because she's done more than her part. She's out of her element. She's out of her environment. So he needs to, he needs to be a lot closer to her than he is. Yeah. He needs to be a good neighbor. 
<laughs> yep. And then they start talking about neighbors and how uh-huh. to be a good neighbor and who is a good neighbor and who isn't a good neighbor. <laughs> and she's telling John he doesn't know what it would be like to be a good neighbor because mm-hmm. he didn't ever live in a Mahale like her. Mm-hmm. He knows the meaning of a good neighbor. <laughs> so we've gone from Arkadash to Ortak, and now we're at Neighbor. So Yeah, where Sondheim is basically oh. a spokesperson for State Farm Insurance. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we have the start of the double talk of Neighbors. Right. And then uh, they get calls. They each simultaneously get calls from Emre less- and Layla. Oh, see, I said the lesser deviates call the better ones. Yeah. Even you, though Sondheim's not a deviate, but I mean. You aren't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> The lesser couple yes, calls the so, better couple. Yeah. So they basically both tell them, we quit. We're starting in the, you know, we're starting a new business for ourselves. Uh, do you want to come meet me? And I'll tell you more about it. So, yeah. John's so like, son, go ahead. No, they both just say yes. And John yes. hops in his truck. Son M hops in a cab. And in her cab ride, we mm-hmm. get to hear a little bit of her inner voice. Yes. Because she's arguing about whether John basically is into her. Right. And she's her inner voice is, says something to the effect of, Well, what about his list? Did you did you still leave it in your in your pants or like do you still have it? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, No, it's right here in my purse. <laughs> and she whips it out and starts to read through it. And then the cabbie is obviously concerned. Because mm-hmm. this passenger is just talking to herself, so he asks it whether everything is okay, and she kind of explains to him, you know, my ex was gone for a year, and he made this list uh-huh. of the things he expects in a woman, and she starts to to tell him, and she says, all all of this stuff, I don't qualify for any of this, and I thought it was really funny because he just goes along with it, and he's like, then forget about him, sister. Uh-huh. He wants he wants a good tip. Yeah, well, he wants a good tip at the end of that ride. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe he's just a friendly cabbie, or maybe he's maybe he thinks she's cute and uh-huh. he'll give her his number at the end yeah. of the cab ride. But I just thought it was really funny that he just kind of goes along with it. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh well, then forget about him, sister. Love it, and she's like, yeah, I will. Even though we all know <laughs> that's not. Um. So then it's John's turn. Mm-hmm. He arrives in the Mahale, gets out of his truck, is waiting for Emre, and is like, well, got some downtime, so I'm going to pull out this list. And he starts reading off these qualifications that, of course, are anything but what he is. It's like, uh-huh. oh, well, like, clean cut, you know, dresses smartly, like, you know, classy and kind of more dressed up. Um doesn't wear accessories. Doesn't wear accessories. <laughs> and he's like, what? really? And I love it though, because when he says like clean shaven, he's like, yeah, I'm not shaving. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even- then- no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, and then when it says that something about even if I'm cold, he won't give me his coat. And he yeah. goes, but she'll get cold. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what's the point of that? Like, So I'm supposed to just let her be cold while I'm not. (laughs) He's just so logical about it. Like, why would I do that? Because she'll be, but she'll be cold. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Too cute. So clearly these two got the wrong list, but they don't know that. 
they just think, oh my, how they've changed over the last year. Exactly. And now I don't meet any of those qualifications. Right. Um, so Emery so, comes out to get him. Yes. And basically now John's a little self-conscious. Uh-huh. So after, after Emery tells John about him and Layla venturing into the music industry, John's like, congratulations. Cool. I'm happy for you. Yada, yada. But then is like, um, do you think I look too wild? Have I changed a lot in the last year? Am I attractive? Do I need to dress better? He's like, it's really funny. And Emery's like, who is this guy who cares about his appearance all of a sudden? Like, you know, yeah, you dress a certain way, but it fits you. Like imagine Uh being dressed like me, you know, because basically what's in the description is kind of more how Emery dresses. Right. Um, So Emery's kind of amused about by it because he's like what the heck where is this coming from but yeah okay and then basically the same thing happens with Layla and Sun M she tells yeah. about the music thing Sun M's very happy for her mm-hmm. very supportive but then also starts asking Layla about her looks and style and yeah. do you think I should change my look right <laughs> so I have to tell you that moment with John and Emre when Mm -hmm. they're having this conversation and Emre's like, well, I don't know, turn around, turn around for me. I don't know what it is about the way that John is standing like with his arms out. Uh He's such a bear. Like, like, he's such like a big grizzly bear. Grizzly bear. (laughs) I love it. I love what a brute he is. It's so true. Why is it so attractive? <laughs> well, because, well, for you specifically, your husband's a brute. So he is. I'm married to a big brute of a man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Doesn't your mom describe him as a bull in a china shop? Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> so that should answer that for you. Yeah, I guess that's just, I guess we know my type. Eric, <laughs> time to grow a man bun in a beard. <laughs> Hey, if he could grow a beard working where he works, he absolutely would. I believe it. But he's not allowed to, so whatever. Whatever. So um, anyways, we take a quick break back over to JJ and Muzo taking over over the shop for Nihat. Like, hey, doctor said you need fresh air. Yes. And, you know, this is the point when Ah. Nihat's invited – this is the point when Niha is invited to the farm, which we mentioned when we were kind of summarizing that whole storyline. Um, but basically, JJ and Muzo are there to be crazy and take over the um, Bacall for a while so that Niha can go and do those things. So that's all that's established with that scene. Um, yeah. Then we switch back. There is a funny moment where oh, yeah. Anil breaks. Did you notice that? Yes. When they run in and grab the chocolate from him and Muzo is being crazy and Anil and shoves it in his at mouth. him and he's just smiling at it. <laughs> so good (laughs) I loved it so um then we pan back over the brothers wind up meeting up with the sisters Mm -hmm. and they hire Layla and Emery to do the music for Son M's commercial and tea is ordered and Layla kind of is like oh you're drinking tea again so we get other confirmation like it's a big deal that Mm -hmm. Son M's drinking tea again and there's kind of a knowing look when John and Sun M are there together and Layla's kind of like, oh, now I understand why Sun M is asking me about her style. Yes. Um, they kind of put two and two together like, oh boy, what are these two doing? So anyways, um, 
Layla then fills Son Emin Emin about all of the Nihat drama, and then she leaves to go see him. John follows her, and we're back to Bert and Ernie running the Bacall. Son Emin shows up to check on Nihat. John shows up just a couple minutes later, and Nihat turns completely icy, which John probably knew to expect that based on their last interaction Mm -hmm. several episodes ago. But I love it because he still just wanted to go there and say, hey, I heard what happened. I wanted to check on you. I hope you're well. If there's anything I can do or you need anything, please let me know. Yeah. I better go. I'll see you later. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was very big of him. Yeah. He's extending the olive branch. Yeah. Yeah. So Nihat doesn't quite take it, but, you know. It's it's there. Yeah. It's there. It's been offered. It's it's a good step. Yes. So then John gets back to the farm. And he mm-hmm. has a ton of shopping bags in the back of his truck, which he like looks around to make sure nobody can see him, mm-hmm. grabs the bag and goes off to his house. And then we see Sanem coming around the corner of the street with uh-huh. also a lot of shopping bags. And mm-hmm. she does the same thing, kind of looks around, makes sure nobody can see her and then sneaks off into her house. Yes. So, so Ben, <laughs> do you want to talk about the next scene where she's working out? Are we? <laughs> Because one of one of the ideals on this list was a woman who works out, works out, enjoys sports, you know, uh-huh. being active, things like that. So, so this, I can't believe this was nobody's moment of insanity. Because oh, oh my gosh, it's so hilarious. It's over the top. It is ridiculous. Her <laughs> facial expressions, her crazy actions. Like, while hold, trying to hold these weights. Oh gosh. So she she comes out and she's got these weights and she's in workout gear. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to me. Just the way that she says, let's exercise. Yeah. <laughs> and then John is over sitting at a table and he kind of like cranes his neck mm-hmm. and he sees her. And she's just swinging her arms and being weird. And then like she doesn't even know what she's doing. Right. And she's got these huge weights she's trying to use too. Mm-hmm. So John sees her and he comes over and he's like, Sanem, uh, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm just doing my, my daily workout. I'm, I lift weights all the time. Uh-huh. I've changed a lot in the last year. <laughs> and, and I do this a lot. And he's just watching her. And obviously we know that John is very fit. And he sees what she's doing with her body. Mm-hmm. And he's like, please don't hurt yourself. Yeah. He's like, you know, if you do this without knowing what you're supposed to do, you could end up hurting yourself Mm -hmm. and maybe you should take these lower weights here. And it's, oh my gosh, it's so good. Her facial expressions. Agree. Nuts. She's crazy. Oh yeah. And he tries to help her, but she's basically insisting she does this all the time. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. He's fine. And thank the Lord, Duren at that point pops out and is like, I need to talk to you guys. So thank goodness she stops because she yeah. probably would have wound up completely hurting herself. Yeah, because she's talking about how she's a writer and she needs strong arms to hold her pens. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, listen, the I'm not sure what the translation was supposed to be, but she's basically like, the pencil is the most dangerous gun that exists. <laughs> I'm wondering if it's like the pen is mightier than the sword type of a thing. Maybe, yeah. Or just like your pen is a mighty weapon kind of a thing. Um, Anyways. So funny. It's just really funny. And 
so they get called over, they go sit at the table that they all meet at. Mm-hmm. And John remembers a portion from this list that's like, he'll be a gentleman, he'll pull my chair out. So he pulls her chair out, but then she recalls that his list basically is talking about a cool, you know, cool as a cucumber kind of woman. Yeah. Aloof. She, yeah. So she's very aloof about accepting it. Like, thank you, but I could have handled that myself. <laughs> and it's funny. And then some, and then he remembers anticipating the list saying that, oh, he'll anticipate my needs before I know them. And so uh-huh. he reaches to pour her water just as she's about to pour herself water. Uh-huh. It, it's, it's just funny, you guys. Yeah. And then they get more like slippage of their uh-huh. words. Yeah. Because who- Bolt. Well, Balut shows up to say, I found the lawyer, but mm-hmm. I don't know how he could afford this guy mm-hmm. because he's expensive, blah, blah, blah. And, but he hasn't been able to get a hold of him yet. Just that he found out who the lawyer was then. So they're all very like, okay, relieved. We're taking steps in the right direction to handle this. Mm-hmm. And at, Son M turns to John. Cause John's like, we're going to get to the bottom of this. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. And she's like, Oh, E. Kivarson, like so happy to have you. And then she's like, uh, <laughs> E. Kivarson, Duran, <laughs> and then she says, all of you, all of you. And then, then she looks at him, he says something and she turns and says, yes, Janim, uh-huh. uh, my dear neighbor. So she calls yeah. him her dear. She says how lucky she is to have him. Uh-huh. So yeah, we're getting a lot of slip ups. Mm-hmm. And then we also discover that this lawyer is Jamal's lawyer too. Yes. So, so we're zoning. connection. Yes. We're honing in on what exactly is going on. You mm-hmm. know, what a coincidence. Is it really a coincidence? It's a small town, so it could be, but probably not. Yeah. So, so then we've go got a fancy dress showdown. Yes. So we've got our two hotties getting ready for their evening. Because Layla invited Sonam, Emery invited John to the thing that the ferret dude. To the ferret, club. Yeah, to the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm too, I feel like I'm too white to be allowed to say that. <laughs> You're not, so it's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm still pretty, pretty white as far as, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, they're, they're both getting ready and kind of mm-hmm. going over the qualifications that they read in the fake lists that they have right. for each other. And they both have these awesome babe walks as they're walking yes. out. And then they see each other and they're asking each other, oh, where are you going? And mm-hmm. they realize they're going to the same place. Right. And then John basically offers, well, I'm already – since I'm going over there, do you want to just ride with me? Right. <laughs> And this car ride Ooh, is, you guys. Mwah, chef's kiss. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> baya, 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 e car ride. <laughs> they cannot stop like sneaking little glances at each other. Oh, man. While trying to not be caught by the other one, but it's not working. Yeah. They can't handle each other. They They're... cannot. <laughs> they cannot. And it's amazing. So – when they finally arrive to the club and walk in, Liam both notice, like, okay, these two made major changes because John's hair is now pulled back in a man bun. Well, and hang on, because on the way over, they mm-hmm. both have moments where they're like, dear Lord, give me strength. Yes. 
it's like they both are muttering to themselves. It's Sanem first. Yes, like, oh, please, God, help me not to look at him again. Uh-huh. I can't, I can't handle it. Uh-huh. And then later on, it's John. He's like, oh, I can't, I can't not look at her. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. And they're both like, it's really hot in this car. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Anyway, they get there and Layla notices. Right. And both Layla and Emery, they're like, okay, clearly they're doing this to for each other for whatever reason, but so let's just not go along with it. We're not going to pretend that we notice there's anything different about either one. Uh-huh. So then they all sit down and there's these weird like blinky eye conversations happening <laughs> where Sanem's like blinking a lot at Layla and tilting her head and John's doing the same thing at Emery. <laughs> Like, probably trying to get them to comment on their appearance, yeah. but neither oh, one of them. They, yeah, and they're like, oh, do you notice anything different about us? And Sanem's, like, tossing her hair. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's acting all cool and aloof. And I love it because Layla's like, no, you look like you always do. <laughs> and she gets so annoyed, but it's it's just funny, you guys. It's funny. It is. Just trust us. Or don't trust us and watch the episode for yourself. Yeah, um, there we go. That's even better. So, yeah. Also, we this is where we get the first little taste of what Ashley mentioned earlier that uh, Ferret Bay seems to be there for a jealousy plot mm-hmm. forming. Um, we also and, find he's a fan of Sun M's. Yes, because he's like Sun M. Iden, the writer. Okay, mm-hmm. but here's my only here's my only thing with that. You knew Layla growing up. And you didn't put two and two, to, like, you never met Sun M during that time. And you didn't put two and two together that this was the same Sun M Iden. Like, I get it. It was just meant to be, like, someone who was, like, I was so engrossed with your book. I read it in one sitting. If I, if I see you again and bring it, will you please sign it for me? So, basically, he's just a fanboy. Right. That, you know, it's meant to make John be, like, have to defend the fact that he's taking his sweet time reading through the book. Because mm-hmm. John then is, like, muttering, like okay, well, you know, your book is impossible to get through that quickly because there's so much to absorb and there's so much to take in. And like, he's trying to basically defend to himself why he did not read it in one sitting. Yeah. Well, and Sanaim even makes a comment about Ferret Bay that she's like, oh yeah, this is supposedly some guy that Layla has known since we were kids, but I've never seen him in my life. So I don't know if it's supposed to be a kind of thing where Layla just didn't talk to anybody about this guy. Okay they were friends or he was her music professor or something. Something. Mm -hmm. So that, I don't know if that was supposed to kind of explain that away. Okay. Um, That makes sense. It seems like they're trying to get all the deviant boys on, like Ferry Bay is not on their good side right now. Right. He's not endearing himself to the deviant brothers. Brothers, right. So that makes sense. I must have been taking notes when that happened because I didn't remember Sonam saying that. Um, It was just kind of a random – like a little quip. Mm-hmm. So then the Disney music starts. Yeah. <laughs> we get our Disney music. And Sanem, you can tell she's trying to sound more cultured, more worldly, <laughs> talking about all the traveling to different towns that she's done because we already know she hasn't left the country. So, <laughs> and That's John. So many towns that she's visited. <laughs> and John is so amused. He's uh-huh. like, trying to contain his smiles because he knows what she's doing and it's just sweet because he's watching her and he's just he's just engrossed with it he loves mm-hmm. it and our girl is getting a little drunk yeah because 
Sunim is a little drunky. Yep. <laughs> because she's just sipping on. Well, at that point, does John try her drink yet? He did. Yes. Yeah. And he basically is like, oh yeah, that's not really my typical thing, but listen, you know, because it's so sweet, that's, this is the kind of thing that, you know, will hit you when you least expect it. And she's like, no, it's fine. It only tastes like cherry juice. And she just keeps slurping it on down. We all and, know what happens when Sunem has a little too much to drink. Yes, we do. So she gets drunk. We pan to a little bit later at the club and Ferret gets on stage and basically Ferret, Ferry, I, I never, cause it's the I with the dot. Anyways, if we're saying it wrong, somebody correct us. Yeah. Um, he calls Layla up on stage surprisingly to sing like, Hey, this is someone I've known forever. I want to call this very dear friend of mine mm-hmm. who's talented and basically puts her on the spot and is like, okay, come up here and sing. Yeah. So she gets on stage and she sings a song that I'm not even going to try to pronounce the Turkish version of, but <laughs> I did write it down. I will put it in the notes, but yeah. basically it's translated to, um, worthy of my glorious old heart. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So, what a title. And I'm not, there's several artists that sing this song, so I'm not sure who the original one is, but we'll, we'll put the name of it in the notes. Must be like a classic. Yeah. Cause there's, well-known there's song. a few, yeah, there's a few versions on Spotify. So mm. anyhow, um, so as Layla's singing, John is watching Son M. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of still being a little goofy, a little <laughs> out of it. She's like laughing and making faces. And it's just cute. But then you guys, Layla finishes singing. And, and guess what song comes song on? Comes on. <laughs> Our boy of food. <laughs> I Tenly Cadden starts to play and our babies. Well, Layam starts to dance first. Who cares? That's true. Yeah, nobody cares. Sanem and John are back at like the bar area. And she, you can tell like she's thinking in her head. All of a sudden, the list comes to mind and where she reads that the list says, well, I want an assertive woman who doesn't wait basically for me to always be to make the first move, but she does. So then Sanem just sticks her little hand out and tells John, shall we dance? And he like looks at her and she's Uh like, I know you want to wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) And he is like. Well, boy knows what's good for him. So he <laughs> grabs her hand. Yeah, he's not going to say no. Who nope. are we kidding? Who is he kidding? He's not kidding anybody. No. So he grabs her hand and they go out onto the dance floor. And oh my gosh, it's so cute. Because I said, I can feel the spark through the screen as they're walking mm. to the dance floor. They start dancing. And do you want to talk about our poor dizzy little drunk girl and what she needs to do because of it? Yeah. So she's like, you know, <laughs> it's very... It's very practical. You know, I've, I've drank a little bit too much and, um, I was really hoping that maybe you would be so kind that I could let my, my little, my little head rest on your shoulder just for a little bit. And I love it because she barely finishes getting those words out and he says, okay. (laughs) And then he He grabs her hand because he needs to fill his empty hand with something. Uh Uh-huh. It's very practical. And so, <laughs> so he's like, clearly it needs to be filled with your hand. Uh-huh. So he grabs her hand and he's holding it. Yep. She's got her little head laying against his chest. Uh-huh. And then I love it. She kind of switches positions a little bit and she says, 
and she looks up at him and she goes, you're so handsome. I can't explain this. It's awesome. (laughs) And then she wraps her arms around his neck. She's no longer just leaning against him. She just goes for it, wraps her arms around his neck. Yeah. She's like, what kind of neighbor are you? How can a neighbor be like this? And then he looks at her and he says, you are the most outrageously beautiful woman I've ever seen. In my life. Oh, my goodness. So it is just oof. They are dancing long after everyone else has walked off the dance floor. Because they're in their own little world. Because it's like closing time, Uh you know. Yeah. You you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here kind of a thing. Yeah. And so – I just love it. I love watching them. Like they were just staring at each other dancing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I love watching these two dumb idiots so much. I love them. Mm -hmm. I know. So Liam interrupts them and it's basically like, guys, the music stopped a long time ago. The club isn't closed. Should, Should we maybe go? Did you catch what they said when they first come up to them? No. So Layla comes up and she's like, son M. (laughs) <laughs> and at the same time, Emre is tapping John, uh-huh. and they both turn around, and simultaneously, Sun M goes, we were talking about something, and John <gasps> goes, one second, and they just go right back to each other. <laughs> oh, man. And it's even better because they weren't talking about anything. Oh, right. They were just staring at each other. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love that. They're like just these magnets. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So then, yeah, they finally snap them out of it and they're like, hey, the club is closing. We need to leave. Yes. Now, can I just say, I love when they're walking because even though John knows this clearly goes against the list that he read, that Uh he at this point believes this on M's list, that it doesn't matter to him. He cares so much about the fact that she might get cold that he's like, well, this might bug her, but I'm giving her my coat anyways. Mm-hmm. And he takes it off and wraps it around her. Mm-hmm. And did you notice who didn't give his wife his jacket? Clearly, yeah. And she had on way less clothes than Son M did. So. And she was clearly freezing. Uh-huh. It's like, that's what you get for but again, that moron. These are the things that make me think Aisha was totally anti-LAM the way we all are. Like, we get these little things. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's a really good observation. Because I was like, hello. Yep. <laughs> it's like these little things where it's like, okay, she can't completely annihilate them, but right. she can pull little punches like that where it's like, okay, you don't love them either. So, Yeah. We, we clearly see who the better couple is here. Right. So it's basically decided that they're going to stay at the items because they've been drinking. So, you know, don't take a cab or anything home. We're closer to our house. You can drive with us. Yeah. Um, you know, Niha is staying out on the farm tonight with uh, dad and Mirabon. So just come so, back. Oops. We need to have a sleepover. Yes. We love it. So. The couch is being readied for John. Uh-huh. Sunem keeps sneaking glances. Like she keeps <laughs> walking back to like find an excuse to check on something. Mm-hmm. So they say goodnight back and forth several times mm-hmm. before she finally gets into bed. She can't sleep. No. Knowing, knowing he's just right on the other side of the wall. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then there's a little knock, knock, knock at Sunem's door. <laughs> that's right. 
and John comes in. Oh my gosh, this whole last portion of this episode is so good. Oh my gosh. So John comes in mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm just going to go. And she's like, what's wrong? So he says, I can't sleep because I'm used to sleeping outdoors and I can't sleep outdoors these days anyway. And I'm just not comfortable and I should just go. I'll, I'll sleep better if I'm at my own house. And Sanem's like, no, but you were drinking and you changed your clothes. It's really late. Mm-hmm. If you want, I mean, like, <laughs> if you want, you can come sleep with me in my bed. Maybe you'll be able to sleep here. And immediately he says, okay. <laughs> She's like not even finished saying her sentence. And he says, okay, shuts the door and just invades Basically her. Basically runs, runs and jumps into bed with her. He just invades her space. And it's so, of course, they take a couple minutes to get all situated because she's trying to build like a blanket wall between them. Between them. And she's like, this was so sudden and you accepted it right away. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's just funny because he's like, wait, are we enemies or something? Like, why is there a wall between us? And she's like, oh, no, it's just for comfort. Like, mm-hmm. she's sure. clearly flustered. Yeah, she's clearly flustered. But what do you know? They sleep like little babies uh-huh the next morning there's been accidental snoogling you guys that blanket wall is long <laughs> gone and they are all intertwined he got her wrapped up like a present oh mm-hmm. that leg drape he is Ooh. very comfortable so he wakes up first but uh-huh. he gets he gets an eyeful of her before pretending to go back to sleep uh-huh and then she wakes up she gets her fill of, quote, sleeping John. She then touch. she leans forward ever so slightly and touches her upper lip to the very tip of his nose mm-hmm. before pulling herself out of bed. And it's so funny because he was awake for this, clearly. So uh-huh. he's like all smug and satisfied when she <laughs> walks out of the room. And she is in the kitchen now, and she's decided to make his favorite breakfast, which, Mm -hmm. from what I could conclude, is yours and my favorite Turkish breakfast. Yes. Chilber. Yep, which is the poached eggs over yogurt with, like, a brown butter Aleppo pepper sauce. Mm Mm-hmm. Because in the list, that is his favorite breakfast. Yeah, supposedly. Supposedly. So she and her voice are arguing while she's cooking because she's become an actual good cook over the last year. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to John, she gets flustered again. So she's yet to been able to make him a good meal because yeah. she just gets too overwhelmed and reverts back to her craziness. Yeah. And her inner voice is kind of yelling at her. Right. So John appears. And mm-hmm. when she tells him what she's making, he's like, oh, okay, that sounds fine. And she's like, Oh, it just sounds fine. Like mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, you know, I probably would have preferred them fried. It sounds like because he says something about cooking them in butter. So I think he means like a fried egg. Yeah. And um, she's like, oh, so she's a little confused, but she's like, also thinks maybe he's playing games because she's like, can't make this easy, can you? Like, has to make this difficult. And he's like, mm-hmm. wait, what? And so we're starting to get little clues that maybe, maybe just maybe they don't have the right list. Yeah. So what happens after that? I think I... It's the whole jingle thing. Um, yeah, I feel like not a whole lot. Oh, yeah, because um, 
Layla and Emery go to record the jingle, mm-hmm. and then Yeet comes, and this is when he drops his cane. Oh, okay, so we're back. We're back at the farm now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's My just a quick. A up. Okay. Yeah the the breakfast portion was really Probably quick, quick, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeet uh, is coming to see Sunem, and he drops his cane behind mm-hmm. John's truck. But Huma come, happens to come up behind him at the same time, and she sees him, and she's thinking that he's messing with John's truck. Like sabotaging it. Okay. Yes. So she comes around, and she's like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I dropped my cane. And she's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But she obviously doesn't believe him. Right. So they head over, and um, Yeet basically just wants Sonam's attention. He's like, I need to talk to you. I have news about the book. but. Balut has just come and he has an update about the whole lawyer situation. Right. So she's like, well, Balut is coming to update us. So basically you need to wait. This is right. Because this is more important. My cream business is being messed with. And I hate it because he's like, you know, you're a little too focused on your perfume and cream. And it's like, you're the reason she's so focused on it, dummy, because you're sabotaging it. It's clearly having the opposite effect that you think it's going to have. Yeah. and. He's like, you don't care about your book. And she's like, I do care about my book. I will work on it, but this takes precedence right now. Mm -hmm. So you can go wait over there. I love it. Yeah. And that kind of, he just kind of takes off after that because Mm -hmm. she makes it clear that this is what's important to her right now and that this is what she's going to be dealing with. Right. So after Baloo basically says, you know, we can't get a hold of them, but, you know, she's like, well, listen, we know Jamal's behind this because you already told me it's the same lawyer. Mm-hmm. And so, you know what? I'm not waiting around. I am going to go talk to Jamal myself. And at first they're like, maybe that's not a good idea. And Duran comes to her defense and says, look, what can it hurt for her to just at least try to go and talk to him and figure out what's going on? So John is like, okay, I agree, mm-hmm. but I'm going to, I'm going to drive you. Like, let me, let me take you basically. Mm-hmm. Huma, mind you, hears that and is freaked out and makes up an excuse as to why she needs to go with them because she's afraid something's going to happen to the truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so they're now in the car. She's in the back seat. She's like spazzing out while they're driving. Yeah. And finally gets John to pull over mm-hmm. and like check the truck. I just have this bad feeling. Something's wrong. It kind of reminds me of that episode of Friends where Phoebe's like, something's wrong with the phalange of the plane. Like, <laughs> I, it's just a feeling I have. <laughs> and that's what it reminds me of. So John gets out, he checks on everything and he's like, nothing's out of place. Like nothing's wrong. And she's like, okay, okay. She feels a little better. Yeah. They get back in the car. They're driving on. And then he tells her to, he tells Sanem to get something out of the glove box. Mm-hmm. And what, what does he tell her to get out of the glove box? It's a little bag and she opens it up and there are juniper berries inside. And it's something that John had seen when he was out on a run or a walk mm-hmm. or something. And he had remembered her mentioning that she wanted juniper berries for one of her scents. So he collected them for her and kept them in his car and he hand delivered them to her. I love that. Yeah. And I love it because she's like, you like, you knew, remembered I wanted these. And he's like, yeah, I saw them. He's like, I'll go back and collect as many as you want. Mm -hmm. I love it so much. So good. And then, so they arrive at their destination 
Humas and like, okay, you made it here safely. Like I did my job. And she's like, well, I better go find a taxi station. I have places to go, which is a little confusing to them. Cause they're like, well, didn't you come with us here? Because you said you had business to do here. Yeah. But she basically hugs them both. Mm-hmm. kisses them both. And even is like, she's very sincere and talking to Sun M. And when she goes off to the cabs, uh, the taxi cab station, Sun M's like, was your mom just sincere and genuine with me? Like, that yeah, she calls weird. her Janum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, it felt like there wasn't any ulterior motive behind what she was saying. It just felt natural. And John's like, yeah, it is weird. It did feel very genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, so even they're a little perplexed by how well she's treating Son M. Yeah. So Huma bails. Yeah. Son M, then you kind of mentioned this a little bit. When she, <laughs> yeah. puts on her, she puts on her tough girl pants and John is about to stop her. Uh-huh. But then realizes on the list, it's like, he will support my decisions and the things I'm going to do. So he's like, okay, you're right. Let's go. He's like, I'll come along as your support. And then I thought it was so funny as she's walking up, she's like, oh, but I can't be sassy in these heels. (laughs) I love it. Because of course she's still dressing much more um, Duren-like, you know. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So she's like in this business casual attire with this with red heels and red heels and this button down collared shirt and her hair is all beautiful and wavy and she's walking up to this guy and she's like hey just trying to be all tough uh so she's like i'm i'm son m and you're messing with my creams (laughs) oh my gosh it's too funny so there's this whole you know of course he then denies what's going on and John's like, listen, dude, we're on to you. He kind of stays stepped. I mean, he lets Son M take the lead, but he's basically like, first of all, because he, doesn't he just address her as like sister? Yes. And he's and like, he's uh-uh. like, uh-uh, you'll call her ma'am. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so he and Son M kind of go back and forth a bit because he's deny, deny. I've got a business to run. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, see you later. Yeah. And so Son M's like, well, I'm not letting this go. Like, this isn't the last you've seen of me. And she does her little, like, nose thing <laughs> talking about and makes those weird little clicking sounds with her mouth like she's tough. Yeah. John is super entertained by it. And <laughs> they storm off and go back to the truck. And she's frustrated. And um, what something makes her want to turn back. Cause they kind of have a little bit of banter for a while. Yeah. Cause he, he's like, he's like, yeah, I felt really bad for him. You were pretty scary back there. <laughs> yes. Yes. And she, she's like, he's like your angry mood, you know, it was really scary. She's like, yeah, he got scared. I yelled at him. Did you see that? <laughs> she's all, are you Jamal? Did you listen to me or not? <laughs> so they're just kind of talking and so then she's like, oh, no, I, I need to be the cool girl. So she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm always so calm. This past year, I've changed a lot. Mm-hmm. So John is the one who wants to go back. But she is like, wait, did he say he's making his own creams? Mm-hmm. She's like, if you – she's like, hang on, you wait here, and mm-hmm. I'm going to go tell him something. And he's like – John's like, hang on, hang on. No, it's fine. We'll just talk to – we'll talk to Baloo. You know, we'll do everything legally and the way we're supposed to do it. Right. But what she wants to do is she wants to look for a warehouse. Because yes. she's like, if he's making his own creams, he's got to be storing them somewhere close by. Right. Basically, because at one point, Sanem walked 
back to go confront him again about like, what do you mean you're making your own creams? Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. She overhears him on the phone with Yeet. She doesn't know it's Yeet, but basically like him talking about a warehouse that it's being stored in. You're so right. then she runs back to John and is like, okay, we got to find this warehouse. Mm-hmm. He tries to encourage her to let Balut take care of it. And she's like, no. She turns around and sees basically an uncle of the neighborhood who mm-hmm. she knows. And she runs to him like, if anyone would know anything, it's him. And he sings her praises about how her cream has helped his eczema on his hands mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And then so she asks about, hey, are there any like warehouses or factories around here? And he's like, oh, yeah, Brother Jamal just rented space at one. It's over that way. And she's like, great, thanks. So then she and John drive over to the factory warehouse. Yes. Whatever. And, and John doesn't want her to go in. No. <laughs> but she's like, nope. Yeah, she basically is like, we need to take advantage, mm-hmm. and John's trying to be the level-headed one, like, let's do this all legally and mm-hmm. through, the, through the right ways that we should, and she's like, no, I'm going in. That's so right, she, and she, she goes starts, into stealth mode. Yes, in her well, heels. Son M's version of stealth mode. <laughs> but she successfully sneaks in. She does. And then uh, as at one point she's almost about to be caught or whatever. And John kind of sneaks uh, up behind uh, her and uh, a hand grabs her, you guys and yanks her, but it's John. John. <laughs> so he, because go ahead. Oh, I was like, and he pulls her into a closet. So mm. that they're hidden. So mm-hmm. I wrote, I wrote forced proximity, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're locked in a closet. Mm-hmm. Oh, darn. Yep. And I love it because he tells her, you're the sweetest problem of my life. Oh, my gosh. Well, and when he grabs her, when he puts his hand over her face and and tugs her out of the way, he says, be quiet, baby. (laughs) Love it so much. All the slip-ups are so good. Oh, man. (laughs) So yeah, he's like, he's like, you're my sweetest trouble. And she, and she's like, oh, am I? Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell me more. And then, uh, yeah, so there's just weird little antics. They're very close because they're both listening at the door. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cute. And then they go to switch places because she's like, well, let me listen on this side now. And they go to switch places and he's like, whoa, whoa, like your necklace is very dangerous. Like it could, it could stab me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then. But he compliments her style. He's like, but it looks very good with your whole outfit, this whole look. It just, it's really good. I really like it. Yeah. And she does the same thing. She compliments his style. And then one of them says, well, yeah, because this is what you prefer. Uh-huh. And then they're like, wait, what? And they finally come to the realization that they clearly grabbed, first of all, admitting that they even grabbed one another's surveys. Yeah. And then that they clearly grabbed the wrong ones. Yes. So that has finally come to light. But, and then John basically tells her, listen, it doesn't matter what you're wearing or what your style is. Everything about you, no matter what, is baya, 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 e. And then there's hair stroking and face touching and, and almost kiss. Pulls her in for a kiss. <sighs> but then the yelling outside interrupts them. Yeah. Because they realize they're saying goodbye for the evening. Like yeah, they're, they're like, okay, guys, everybody out. Finally filing out. 
So it's time for them to sneak out so that they can go try to locate where the cream is. Mm-hmm. They find it, of course, because Sanem's a genius and memorized them punching in the code with her photographic memory. Mm-hmm. So they get into the room where the cream is. They check on it. They sniff it. They test it. And she's like, yeah, this is my cream. Mm-hmm. So um, while all this is happening, of course, there's some mild flirting that still happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're trying to figure out how to get out because they can't open the main, like, rolling door. Right. They're locked in. So he's like, we'll go out that window. Like, I'll yeah. jump down first and then I'll catch you. Uh-huh. So they go to go out the window. He ju- he hops down, no problem, like a ninja. And then she goes to climb out and she's like, are you sure I can do this? Like, it's kind of high and the way I'm dressed. And he, when she first swings her legs over, he gets a good old grip on those calves. He sure does. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and, then, and then it's a pretty far fall. It really like, is. <laughs> when she finally like jumps down. Pops. And he catches her. I was like, oh my gosh, that's a good thing he really legitimately caught her. That could have yes. been a situation. Seriously. So yeah, he yeah, he's grabbing her legs, then he moves up to her waist, she hops down, he catches her. Mm-hmm. And then one of them says, Hmm, we're pretty good neighbors, huh? Like uh-huh. <laughs> then John gets a phone call. Yes. So Volkan, the PI, calls him. And he's like, listen, I've been trailing this yeet guy and he's been meeting with this other dude. And at first I wasn't really bothered, but there seems to be something going on. Mm -hmm. So he's been tracking his movements, obviously. And he ends up, he's like, will you, will you just come over here to this restaurant? And that way you can see for yourself, see if it's actually an issue. So John is like, hey, Sanem, will you come with me? Mm -hmm. And she says, yes, I will. So they go and they realize he doesn't tell her what it's about. He just says, no. I need you to come with me. Mm-hmm. Right. So they go to meet up with Volkan and John knows that he is meeting up with Jamal and he's like, oh, great. So now we know who's behind this whole stupid situation. So he, John like, is. I should have known. I should have known. <laughs> exactly. So John is talking to Volkan and Sanem looks inside and she sees Yi with uh jamal, jamal. Mm-hmm. so she goes in and confronts him because she's mad yep and yeet thinks he's so smart and starts to fake like i told you not to mess with son m's creams <laughs> and he's being such a faker Ugh, such a faker. bad actor Ugh. and but john come basically ends up coming up and he's like Oh, yeah, you're telling him not to mess with Sanem's creams, huh? What about all these pictures of the two of you meeting prior? What is yep. this? You don't look like you're mad at him. And Yeet's like, you know, it's, yeah, it's because I know I was coming to stop him and I was trying to convince him not to do it this whole time. Mm-hmm. So Jamal at this point pieces out. Yeah, more trouble than it's probably worth for him. Exactly. And Sanem is like, Yeet, how could you? She's like, you're only my publisher, my son, my, my son M's, my creams, my creams are my private life and it has nothing to do with you. You yeah. shouldn't even I, be, t- go ahead. I want to, I want to interrupt really quick just because as she's saying all this, John has already walked out. Yes. He basically is like, you know, he saw right through him. He shows him the photos. He sees he play the victim mm-hmm. and he's like, basically like, okay, son, I'm like, this is up to you now what to make of this. And he yep. leaves. 
lens on him. Yeah. Let's eat, have it. Sorry. I just wanted to make it clear. John wasn't there to see this confrontation. No, that's okay. That's, that's good. That's a good point because son, because John isn't being Mr. Aggressive anymore. Right. So sorry. Keep going. So son M's basically like my computer's dying. Let me plug it in. Okay. All right. Plugged in. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. That's okay. So Um, many interruptions. (laughs) All right. We already told everyone to bear with us. So. <laughs> I know. They're expecting craziness. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just thought that was important because she, she's taking it upon herself to call Yeet out. Like, listen, you are not a part of my personal life. You yeah. are my publisher mm-hmm. and you're inserting yourself way too much, whether you think it's for my protection or not. Exactly. So I don't love that everything doesn't just come out right then, but I do love that either way, Sonem is like, you keep crossing these boundaries. Yes. And I'm done with you. Like, yeah, she's asserting the line between yes. them because yes. she has already been telling him, I don't think we should see each other for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in you. I'm not going to marry you. Maybe we're just professional together. Right. Like, we're only friends. And then now she's been officially pushed too far. Right. So John is upset. Right. Because he's out of his truck, yeah. he's brooding. <laughs> he's Which thinking, I don't blame him. Well, you know, at the point when he left, Sanem hadn't been clear with Yeet yet and hadn't told him off. So he's thinking, great. She's going to fall for it. Mm-hmm, this guy is worming his way back into the situation again. And Sanem still doesn't trust me. So whatever, I'm leaving. So he's at the truck. Mm-hmm. But he goes to open the door and then he closes it again. Right. So he wasn't going to run away. No. And that's very important. <laughs> yes. Very important, you guys. He didn't just get in the truck and drive off, which honestly, had he done that, I would have been upset, not just because he was running away, but because you were Son M's ride and <laughs> just left her there. That's a good point. <laughs> so, I would have been doubly upset with him for reverting to his old ways and then also just like stranding her there with that monster. (laughs) But he makes a conscientious decision. Yes, he does. not leave. and Not even knowing what's going to happen when she comes out yet. Right, right. So she comes out and she's like, John, we need to talk. So he, poor guy, he's upset. He says, why don't you trust me, son M? Yeah. Why? Why? Break my heart. Yeah. He's like, did I make so many mistakes? And she says, no, I trust you. Mm-hmm. He's like, you still think I'm jealous of him, don't you, Sanem? I told you I'm only jealous of you. You, no one else, you. Your happiness is also my happiness. Your problems are my problems. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I trust you. <laughs> you big idiot. <laughs> She doesn't say that, but. <laughs> but it almost is that very Rory Gilmore moment. Yes. I love you, you idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> she's like, John, don't turn your back to me. You can't leave me like this again. And he says, what do you want me to do, son M? She says, I don't want you to go again. I want you to promise me. I want you to promise me that you won't leave me again no matter what. Which again, ripping our hearts to shreds. I know because all the insecurities are coming out. He's insecure about her not trusting him still. She's insecure Mm -hmm. about the fact that he might just leave again. Yep. But Mm -hmm. it's it's all coming out and I'm here for it. Yes. And he says, I'm not leaving. I can't go anywhere, son M. Don't you realize that I'm wherever you are? (sighs) 
And sometimes says, I realize it. I realize everything. And John says, okay, then tell me what you want. And she tells him, but she don't tell him with words. Nope. <laughs> she grabs him by the shoulders and, and pulls herself up to his level and kisses lays his one on face him. off. <laughs> About freaking time. And we all said, yes. And then the cheering ensued. <laughs> so good. So good, you guys. This is a wonderful, wonderful episode. Oh, man. We finally see them reunite. Finally. They're finally on the same page. They're finally reassuring one another of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just basically giving each other the reassurances they've needed this whole time. Yeah. She's going to trust him and that he's not going to leave her. And Yep. That's all all of us ever wanted. Yep characters <laughs> yep so thank goodness <sighs> we are not deprived yet again of a kiss like we oh were last gosh. week that would have been rude well especially because we get denied like two more times throughout this episode Seriously. So it was like if you don't end this with a dang kiss i'm gonna scream so um yeah so that was wonderful so that was yes lovely wonderful mm-hmm. finally um, do you have a question for them this week? Yeah. So we've done this before. Uh, I think we've done it before. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll do a take on something we've done before. What I'll, say, what I'll say is what is your favorite side character moment? Okay. So like I was asking for insanity moments last week. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of great side characters and a lot of great side character moments. So it yeah. can be with any side character you want. I have a feeling a lot of them are going to be about JJ because we mm-hmm. all just love JJ. Mm-hmm. But um, so maybe it, maybe they'll just do that. What's your favorite JJ moment? Ooh, yeah, not just like what's your favorite JJ moment? Because yeah. there are so many good ones. Yeah, I think I know mine, but I'll wait till next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I also wanted to just mention before we go that I think. Um, initially I was thinking if we weren't able to make an episode this week that we would do a watch party in our Facebook group, mm-hmm. but I think we should do one anyways, even yeah. though we do have an episode releasing this week. And I was thinking it might be fun to watch episode 11 together because yeah. it's such a good episode It is, and there are so many great moments and it, I think it would be a lot of fun to do a group watch. Mm-hmm. So, but we would have to do it through our Facebook group because the Netflix little buddy chat won't work because EK is not on Netflix. So right. that's something you would be interested in. Mm-hmm. Join our Facebook group. Make sure um, you answer the questions, guys. Yes, we do have a couple people pending and we want to let you in, but we just need to make sure that you actually are wanting to be there. So they're really easy questions if you listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so answer the questions and then one of Ashley, myself, or one of our moderators, Moran or Kalina will let you in. Mm-hmm. And um, let me see that you guys will be hearing this Wednesday. So maybe we can shoot, maybe that can be like a Friday night or Friday at some point. Cause I know there's time zones all over the globe. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can find a time on Friday that will kind of be not a crazy time for everyone and watch episode 11 together in the Facebook group. So I think it's a good so, idea. So that's something you'd be interested in. Join us in there. We're having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, other than that, um, now, as long as everything went okay with this, <laughs> mm-hmm. I know we'll um, find out in a minute. 
And assuming, <laughs> yeah. And assuming you're listening to this, it did, then we'll be, we should be back with you guys every single week. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully this doesn't sound too terrible and every, anything I forgot, I'll try to put in the episode notes, like the hashtag and um, the songs that were um, played that aren't normally in the show. Mm-hmm. And other than that, you guys, I hope you all are well. I hope you're socially distancing wherever you are, even mm-hmm. if your state or country has not called for it yet. Um, be safe, wash your hands, and yeah, we will see you guys next week or in the Facebook group if you want to join us. We're usually in there every day, at least for a little bit, hanging mm-hmm. out and talking about fun stuff. So, yep. Um, yeah. Other than that, we will see you guys next Wednesday with volume 47. I know. Hey, (laughs) coach to call. Good issues.